Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi and oi, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available, as always, on iTunes and at Stitcher and at NFL.com slash Sheck. Welcome to a very special edition of the show. We're spelling it, as you heard by my pronunciation, we're not talking American-style football. We like to talk here on the Dave Damashek football program about not just pro football. It is our favorite, but we also dabble in the other sports. In fact, you can go back a couple episodes ago and dig up our picks on the NBA Finals, the Stanley Cup Finals. We dabble in, and, and we also like to talk about the greatest game of all, the game called life. But also we want to talk about the so-called beautiful game today. Today, the Dave Damashek football program is spelled F-U-T-B-O-L and program at the end has two M's and an E because we are dispensing with the American style pro football talk today in favor of talking about the upcoming World Cup. We've promised to do this. We talked about it. The people on Twitter have responded. This is a show they want. So... World Cup talk. If you want to listen to NFL talk, we have two recent very fine podcasts. We continued with our effort to name by division the all-division teams, our most recent podcast. We talked with Jordan Cameron of the Browns, and we did the whole AFC North there, QB, running backs, all the all the positions on the uh, on the team there, and we figured it out with him and with our pal from around the league, Mark Sessler. And speaking of around the league, one of our experts in here for the World Cup podcast, who I will now turn it over to, is the producer behind the glass on that very fine podcast, The Gold Standard, and seated to my immediate right here in Studio 66, out from behind the glass, talking about his real passion, it's black tie. What's the poop, fellas? Take it away. What's going on, Dave? What's going on, Zach? I'm just going to sit quietly now. I'm going to I'm going to just do like Black Tide does <laughs> during our Twitter? show. I'm just not going to care. You, I'm just gonna, the, you have to do the hand. Man, nobody too. cares about this. Come on, talk about uh, Argentina. Talk about uh, that cross. That, well, uh, you're a part of this, Dave. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't. Uh, I gave you your study packet. I hope you did a lot of research. I did and a you're lot. Part of this. I did. I'm yeah. ready to roll. What I'm was bigger? Was it Black Tide's uh, study packet for this or the combine packet? Which one's bigger? 
well, the black tie has a lot of work to get me caught up to speed. You uh, know, I, I know Cristiano Ronaldo. That's pretty good. I know that. I know Brazil wears the uh, the gold jerseys with the with the wait the blue shorts, right? They wear the blue shorts with the green trim. I know that yeah. they always have fun names. I like watching. I know I like watching Brazil, and I like watching England play more than anybody else. But all right, it's not about what I know. This is it legit. Is We're Some not, of it is about what you know. I know, but it's, it's that's not what the people want to hear. Let's not. No, th- actually, that is what the people want to hear. Let's they not want- make one of these shows. We can do some of it, but I don't want this to be devoted to seeing if we can make strained connections between soccer and the NFL and all that kind of stuff. If you have some of that plan, so be it. But for the most part. I want cold heart analysis. I want you to tell me what teams I need to focus on, what to look for, so on and so forth. Now, begin. Let's do it. All right, let's start it off. We have a couple of questions here. Actually, a list of about five questions we want to get to. And the first one is obviously we're going to start off. Dave, you do this a lot with the NFL. You always going into the playoffs. You always you always uh, break down your dream Super Bowl matchup. So mm. obviously, going to the World Cup here, 2014 in Brazil, we want to know. I want to know from you guys, and I'll give my thoughts too, what will be your dream World Cup final matchup? Let's start with you, Dave. Don't start with me. Start with the gold standard. Right, I don't know. Oh, I just told let's you. I don't know. The gold standard. What All would right. be your dream World Cup final matchup? Obviously, my dream would be United States to, to take it oh, yeah, in the right. final over England, preferably. I think we can all agree, even Dave, that that's liable not to happen. I'd give it at least 50% odds, though. Um, for me, the dream final, staying within the realm of realism, it's probably Brazil and Spain because you have the host versus the defending champions. You have probably the two best teams in the world right now. Um, it's a rematch of last year's Confederations Cup final, which is sort of the dress rehearsal for the World Cup, um, where uh, Brazil triumphed 3-0, and that's that's zero, Dave. Um, Who's and- the best on Brazil? Probably Neymar, who's sort of this... Neymar? I don't know him. N-E-Y-M-A-R. He's a very interesting figure who's got sort of a uh, cult following around the world. Uh, A lot of people think he's sort of the next big thing after Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. He plays for Barcelona. Um, He's been hyped up a ton by Pele in the past five years or so. Wow, where have I been? I don't know this Neymar character. Yeah, a lot of people think that, uh, you know, this is going to be his coming out party, but... No one's quite sure how he plays yet on the biggest stage. He obviously had a, a decent year for Barcelona. He played really well last summer in the Confederations Cup. But he's the, the Andrew Cup. Luck of the – sorry, I don't mean to keep doing this, but he's really like the Andrew Luck. That That's next, what, this like is the potential, most, the next big thing. I love yeah. it. I also love how meta it is that Brazil, they all have one name that he now – from Kaká to Ronaldinho. Now it's just like, well, we need a single name. Yeah. Name are You're not anything in Brazil if you have a last name. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, I think the other interesting storyline is that Diego Costa, who's uh, a big burly striker, plays for Atletico Madrid in Europe. He's actually playing for Spain in this tournament, but he was born in Brazil. So, you know, if this dream scenario comes to comes to fruition, you could have Diego Costa, a guy who was born in Brazil, knocking out Brazil for the World Cup title. And it'll That's outrageous. How's that justifiable that well, he's doing Can that? that actually happen, though? Yeah. Well, based it, on the bracket? It can, yeah, so it, it, can, it can happen based on the bracket, but... It, uh, it's actually more likely that they'll meet in the final and they'll meet in the round of 16. They could meet in the round of 16 if one of these teams finishes second in their group and the other finishes first. Um, yeah, I mean, it would be an interesting scenario. Basically, to answer your question, Dave, he moved to play professional soccer abroad when he was, I think, in his late teens or early 20s. Um, and he's constantly said that Spain's given him everything in his life that he values. Um, now, whether or not you want to take that 
for granted or, or you know as a legit I don't statement. like I don't that. Know. I think you have to play I you know that just uh, to me that's jive. I don't like it. I didn't like when uh um who did that a couple of years ago to to my outrage? Went and played well, Chris Kamen in that when it was the Germany. Olympics. Germany, went yeah. and played right. for Germany. Exactly. That's hokum. In, I'm in sorry. US, that's where you're from. You're not from there. You're from here. Yeah, and the U.S. Uh, is an interesting one because we sort of talk out of both sides of our mouth. Yep. For, for a long time, uh, Giuseppe Rossi, who is the yep. Italian striker, and United. Uh, yeah, yep. exactly. And Nevin Subotic, which is, uh, he plays for Dortmund yep. and Serbia. They were both eligible to play here. Uh, Giuseppe Rossi is from New Jersey. He played for Italy. Um, but now we have, you know, five to seven, uh, you know, German players playing for the U.S. The uh, most interesting case of all this is the um, the uh, twins, the Ghanaian twins. Yeah. Um, I, the so name is Yeah, the Boateng brothers. Yeah, the you Boateng brothers. Exactly. They're 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 not twins. They're brothers. And one plays with Ghana, the other plays with Germany. And so last World Cup, they were in the same group playing against. What an outrage! But yeah. I do have a, not to throw myself into this. I do have a personal connection to this. Growing up, I big soccer guy. I wanted to play soccer. That was my thing. And obviously, being born here in Atlanta, and but growing up in Nigeria, I had that divide being a dual citizen. And I always thought, who would I play for? It was weird when I wanted to play soccer. I wanted to play for Nigeria. When I wanted to play basketball, I wanted to play for Team USA. I don't know why. Mm. So, who, so if if because you're a front runner, they would have a better. Nigeria <laughs> was better at soccer when you were growing no. up than the U.S. and the U.S. was better at basketball. So let's say right I, now, 2014, <laughs> you're given the opportunity. Are you playing with Nigeria? Are you playing with the U.S.? Again, it depends on the sport. I think more so now, I would play with Nigeria on both sides, just because it's where you know my formative years. You know, that's and that's where I would choose to represent. And Nigeria wasn't in the Olympics playing basketball last last Olympics. So I want to cool. hear about uh, the U.S. team, of course. I, I don't really know much about any of them, but what is it about Brazil's style? Because the, the, it, everybody sort of circles them as, is that right to say they're the most exciting team to watch? If you could watch, if I don't know about the game and I want to be drawn to it, are they going to be the most exciting one to watch? They're certainly top three. I think uh, it's interesting because coming off the last World Cup, which was a, a disappointing World Cup for them, where for the second consecutive time they went out in the quarterfinals, uh, there was sort of a counterculture in Brazil. They said, we need to stop playing beautifully. We yep. need to start playing pragmatically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all their sort of young, exciting attacking talent was put on the back burner for a yep. while. Um, and then they had a string of horrible results. They didn't do well in the Copa America, which is the South American Championship. So then they started getting back to sort of this Brazilian samba style of play. That oh, obviously, that Benito. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so pleasant on the eyes, and it's also very effective at times. Isn't that what we want? Because uh, yeah. to me, college football is fun, or at least it used to be more, because now everybody's running that spread. But the thing that I always loved about college football when I was growing up was, depending on what region of the country almost you were watching, if you were watching Big 8 football, they were running the wishbone. And if you're watching Florida-based football, the Canes, they were slinging it all over the field. And Pac-10 football had its flavor and so on. Is that To me, that's what's fascinating about the World Cup is that you don't know which style, that the, that the styles are good. You know, I guess college football, good comparison. It used to be great a- annually or, you know, in, you know, little, um, you know, half-decade runs where the brawn would dominate, that the Big Ten powerhouse would, would just pound you into the ground, um, your skill guys. And then there would be the Florida bounce back where the skill, the, the blinding speed would just embarrass the Big Ten um, you know, clods is that, is that to me? That's what it feels like the World Cup is. Who knows if this Brazilian style it looks fun to look at, but against a rugged defensive team, 
it doesn't work, or exactly. maybe it does, and that's what's fun about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're on the money. I think something that's interesting is sort of in this globalized 21st century world, um, it's all gotten so much smaller. You can see how teams across the world play, and also with the sort of rise of European football, you have all these players playing on the same team. So Barcelona, for instance, or Manchester United might have players from six, seven, eight countries in a starting lineup. And so they all learn to play the same way, and then they bring that, you know, philosophy back. Or coaches, you know, the U.S. team is coached by Jurgen Klinsmann, who's brought a very different uh, philosophy and style. Who Zach is not a huge fan of right now because he left of Donovan. It's true. Yeah. Why? So what was the? So what's the uh, poop on that? What was? Why was it so bad? I get it. In you know, it's the equivalent of the Ravens saying, you know, the year they went to the Super Bowl, yeah, Ray Lewis, we, we, I mean, thanks for everything, but we don't need you on the team anymore. Right. Yeah. And NFL teams do cut their guys, and, and it's always a bummer to the fan bases when they let a legend of the last decade walk away for, you know, for sober football reasons. It, it, it feels to me like if Lyndon Donovan wasn't good, wasn't going to be a contributor this time around, then why would he be on the team? Well, and that's the thing is, like, I think people would have felt much better about it and the news would have been massaged much easier had Landon Donovan not been playing up to an elite level. I mean, certainly he hasn't had a very good season in MLS. He hasn't been at his best form. But I think anyone who's watched the U.S. team would agree that he's an X factor and that if you have a, a game where even if you need to take him off the bench, if you have sort of 10 minutes left to go, you need a goal, that's the guy you're taking off the bench. I think he'd start anyway, but I, he's a guy who's you know immensely useful in a number of roles. And so to not have him on the team is a bit crazy. I do think Klinsman, from going off his reasoning, was just trying to send a message for Donovan. Yeah, he's I, essentially saying, hey, if you're one of America's top young players, because the quote I read was him saying, yeah, he played in MLS, but... That's not, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I what's think, that really going to do? I think he's trying to send a message to these young, you know, Team USA players. Like, hey, guys, you got to play at the highest level if you really want to compete. Like, maybe that's he's trying to, and, you know, it's... Sacrificial lambs. Go exactly. Out. So could Landon Donovan, if he wanted to, could he have played at the best level? And which is, the best level is uh, is which? Which is the best well, league? He, he top could, European EPL? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, either the Premier League or La Liga, you know, uh, German Bundesliga. Yep. I mean, the thing about Landon, he's got such an interesting story. He went abroad when he was 16 years old to go play in Germany. And, um, you know, he went through a really tough time there where he wasn't getting sort of the, the playing time that he felt he deserved. He was sort of a cocky young kid. And then he moved home, and, and he really found his feet in MLS. And uh, when he shocked everyone at the 2002 World Cup, he's a 20-year-old kid that ran rings around the best teams in the world. Um, he realized, you know, I can do this in MLS. This is where I feel comfortable. I, I, I want to live in Manhattan Beach. You know, I want to be close to my family. I got to be honest, I wasn't a fan of that. I, that especially, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to be, like, soccer, soccer snobby. Like, MLS is not good. It's definitely improved. But I definitely wasn't a fan because the fact that he's a top talent, he was a top talent, he was young. And I feel like even if he can do it at home comfortably, it still work. You want to compete at the highest level, and, and especially at the time. How bad like, is it, by the way? I, I don't want to get a, into an MLS conversation, but is it really so? Because I I was talking to somebody earlier this week who said it is it is the equivalent of watching um, Division three college football no, I mean, compared I, I to Division a, one. I think it's a different sliding scale kind of thing. I mean, I'm a little bit biased. I've had I've gone to MLS games my whole life. Um, but I that think, makes me sad that you've I, gone to MLS games. Zach, so, just to pull I thought the league was four years old or whatever to, it is, isn't it? To pull the curtains back a little bit, Zach Goldman watches like anything soccer. He would watch I'm an, I'm Division Three um, female soccer. Not, not, not to discredit female soccer because, funny enough, soccer is the one sport where pl- women playing at the highest level looks 
just as good, if not better, than men playing at the highest level. It looks like it. It looks really good. There's no drop off. It's not like not like the NBA where you know watching women play. It's just it looks it looks out of sorts. But with soccer, they're top notch. I hate when people tell me that you're you're missing out if you're not watching uh, women's college basketball. You're watching. You're missing out on them doing the fundamentals. Be quiet. <laughs> yeah, no one would see that. So is but, so the so why why? But uh, just as a quick side note, uh, if you watch it a lot, why can the U.S. Is it a simple matter of money? Is it if somebody was willing to pay what Beckham was paid to play for the Galaxy, what, couldn't why would players not want to play in the U.S.? Well, it's it's tricky. I mean, we have a salary cap structure that no one else in the world has, uh, ah. and the reason why we do that in a lot of ways is because the league that we had here in the '70s, which spent so frivolously on big names like Pele and Beckenbauer and all these guys. Um, you know, it imploded, and they were very concerned about having slow growth. That I think now is they're sort of you know letting the leash off a bit. There's a lot of new investment coming to the league. I think soon, I think in ten years, you'll see this be for sure, not even a question, a top ten league. I genuinely believe that. I don't think it'll ever be the top league in the world, but I think pound for pound quality. I mean, you already see this is sort of what I was getting to, is that the other members of the U.S. team that are highly regarded um, abroad. Clint Dempsey, a guy who played for Fulham and Tottenham. Clint Dempsey is is highly regarded. Yeah, I mean, in insofar as he's a guy who's scored fifteen to twenty goals in your in you know a major European league, he's a guy who's regarded as a legend at Fulham. He was seen as a very useful signing at Tottenham, even though he had a bit of a tough yep. time. You have Michael Bradley, who um, you know played for Roma, he played for Heronvie, and he played for Mönchengladbach. All these big forgive teams. forgive my for, ignorance. No, Michael no, Bradley is, is a goalie. No, no, it's a mid. He's, he's, it's close. He's a central <laughs> midfielder, but he was the son of the previous yep. U.S. coach, Bob Bradley. But uh, all those three guys, I mean... Uh, not Landon close Donovan, at all, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Landon Donovan, Michael Bradley, and Clint Dempsey all now play in MLS. Wait a second, wait a second. First of all, I thought America had a goalie that was we, one Tim of the Howard. best in the Tim world. Howard. And Tim he's, Howard is one of the best in the world, he is. I would say. Uh, he plays for Everton. And that's he used also to play for Manchester so. United. Yeah. Is he not is he not as good as he used to be? He's bald, right? He's good. I mean, I think He's the bald guy, correct? Yeah. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah. He's he's had an interesting past few years cuz this year his team has had their best season in in decades, but he had some trouble sort of on crosses and sort of little fundamental things that in yep. the past hasn't really been an issue for him. And the reason that is is because, you know, his his body's slowing down a bit and uh it's you know, with goalkeepers, so much is about form and momentum and how you're doing in the moment and, you know, I think as long as he sort of recaptures that um, you know, leading up to the World Cup, everything's. Do be you fun. remember the goalie in the '94 World Cup for America? Yeah, Tony, who that? Tony well, Miola. Didn't he? Yep. Was he a kicker? Didn't he yeah, uh, try he, out for the Jets or something? Exactly. Yeah, he tried out uh, to to be a place kicker. Um, and wasn't it the '94 that started the interest in the U.S. and yeah. that's where the the um, ML, uh, MLS came from, right? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, to give you sort of an idea of how far we've come. The uh, guy who really started it, there was a goal in 1989 that got us to the 1990 World Cup, which secured us the 1994 World Cup. If you want to pull the camera all the way back, that's sort of the moment where it started. That guy today. Bocanegra. No, but hey, you're close. <laughs> Good guess. Yeah. What was his name? Paul Caligiuri. You're not close at all. But Paul Caligiuri. Um, so Paul Caligiuri was actually my coach growing up. Like he needed to take another hmm. job like on the side, and he coached. You know, youth soccer. Today, that guy would be the equivalent of someone who's a major player on the national team making millions of dollars who would be a superstar. So we've really come a long way. And, you know, I think this sort of slow growth emphasis is a positive thing. And I think it also, you know, gives us a great deal of perspective for how much there is left to go. But. Yeah. What about Black Tie? What about Josie Altador? I thought he was our best player, quick, and he wouldn't right, even just, get brought just up. Just to let people know, it's probably the, not to get too USA soccer heavy. We still got to get a bunch of I don't of care. World I want to hear about the U.S. You know? All right. 
All right, Just answer ahead. my question. What about Josie Altidore? Why didn't you, you got? Why aren't you guys kibitzing about him? I thought he was our most potent scorer. Well, he is, and that's but he's of, not our best player. Of, that's sort of what the scary thing is. I think on his day, Josie Altidore is a tremendously scary individual to play against. I, I like how you talk when you talk about soccer. I like when people do it, even if they're American, they use the words like he's in good form. Like you know, when <laughs> what, what did you just say when he's? Uh, I don't know. I think when he's on it. I think I just said on his day, but I don't on know. his we'll day. Play that back. <laughs> he's on his day. I like my that. jargon's been heavily influenced. I'm going to start by... doing that about American football. You know, AJ Green was really on his day. I like that. Sounds good. He's informed today. Andy Dalton's really informed today. We need this cultural diffusion back and forth. I like that. I like that we very much. So plan. Josie out the door. So Josie is uh, just a complete beast to play against. Uh, is he a young guy? Well, not anymore. He's not that young anymore. He's you know mid twenties now. But when you know last so before the last World Cup in two thousand nine, his big game was he played against Spain, who at that point had won thirty four matches straight. They were the best team in the world. Um, and we won 2-0 largely in part because they couldn't figure out how to defend against a guy who was that huge and that quick. And since then, he's lost a step a bit. He's been used differently. Um, he's had some confidence issues because he went to England this year. They paid 12 million pounds, I think, for him, which is half a million, uh, half a bajillion dollars. Um, and so he went to Sunderland, uh, which is a club that really needed an attacking punch, and he couldn't give it to him. He scored one goal all year. Um, you know, it wasn't really the dream move that he had hoped for. And I think that impacted his confidence quite a bit. But, you know, everything changes in the World Cup. It's three games, you know, in the group stage. If you can play well in three games, then everyone's going to forget yep. about the last year. All right, we'll move on to whatever Black Tie has planned. But just to, to wrap up the America part of this, the U.S. team. Every, from what I gather, the U.S. is highly unlikely to get out of the so-called group of yeah, death. Yep. And by the way, tell everybody, because I'm not even sure, there are four teams in a group. How many groups are there? There are eight groups. Eight groups of four. Yep. And there is, in what, how's it work? You get two points for a win and one for you a get, tie? Uh, you, get three, you get three, three points, points for, for a win, win. Uh, and one for a tie. None if you lose. I, typically, if you lose two games, you're done. Typically, it's very rare cases where you can lose two and still make And is that right? I mean, you anticipate the U.S. not even getting out of its Here's group? Here's the issue here. They, they're they going up against Portugal, which has my money. The Ronaldo's, best in the world. Ronaldo yes. is Portugal. Yes. Right. They're going up against uh, Germany, who could very very well win the whole thing. Um, and they're going up against Ghana, who made a, quite a run in the last World Cup. To put it into perspective, Germany, from what I gather, German soccer is sort of like, if you're a hockey fan, New Jersey Devils, um, you know, defensive-minded kind of thing. It's, you know, is that a fair description? I Maybe, think, they, yeah, you have sort of, a, it's, I'd say them and the Italians actually both embody sort of the Steelers, uh, like just having... Although you know, Germany has been more attacking in, yeah, in, in that's previous so years. Yeah, interesting, is in the past, the Germans were just this efficient big strong team and you kind of could always bank on how they'd score their goals it was you know set pe like so free kicks corner kicks um the odd bounce to someone's head things like that and they not always, not beautiful soccer not beautiful definitely soccer not beautiful and lately they've become kind of a different kind of machine and With part Schweiz of this Tiger. yeah all these teams in europe that always had these distinct homogenous styles have now you know with waves of immigration throughout you know the last 30 40 years they've really sort of had a parallel embodiment of, like, all these different multicultural styles. I love the idea of that. That, to it's me, great. sounds so great, that that the whatever, it, you know, the, the stereotype or the sort of the vibe that we get internationally about a, a, a nation, that the the soccer team would reflect that is, is uh, really cool. Yeah, and I think, so one of the more interesting stories in this World Cup is Belgium, who's sort of a dark horse 
uh, in a lot of people's minds to go really far or maybe even win it. They've got an incredibly young team, a really fast, quick, uh, technical yeah. team. I'm high on Belgium too. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the, in years past, I mean, if even if you just you're talking outside of sports, like. Belgians don't like to consider themselves a country. They like to think that they're three, you know, separate nations, two separate nations, however you want to cut it up. And uh, there hasn't really been this kind of national identity. But with a lot of the waves of immigration and sort of the explosion of urban populations, there's been this counterculture of people who have, you know, who are first, second generation Belgians who really feel proud of being Belgian. It's kind of been this strange uh, upsetting of stereotypes. And now the team really reflects that. I mean, almost everyone in the starting lineup, their parents came from somewhere else. Um, and they, whereas previous Belgian teams had sort of a little bit of France, a little yep. bit of Germany to them, this team plays completely different. I mean, in a lot of people's minds, they play closer to Brazil than they play, you know, of, like Belgian teams in the yep. past. I mean, the French team too, the 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 uh, yeah. Zidane prime French teams. It was weird because those French teams, obviously French-speaking players, but they all have heritage from a ton of African world. countries, like Zidane, Algerian. Um, Vieira was from Senegal. Yeah, the Senegal, bunch yeah. of the players just, you know, just all over the world. So who is the U.S.? So again, so you, you say Germany, Portugal. Yes. I know that those and two our, teams are Ghana. are for real. And, and Ghana our, usually goes does pretty Ghana well, Ghana did right? pretty well last World Cup. And they're our nemesis because they've knocked us out of the last two World Cups. Oh, and really? they knocked us out of the under-20 World Cup, which was last year. So How I did mean, they pick this? I, they just pull them out of a hat randomly? Yeah, I mean, yeah everyone's seated, though. It's a ping-pong ball process. Yeah. So the, right. there's eight teams who are seated, and they go and... They, so what was the U.S. seated? We weren't seated, actually. So, so the first pot is seated. There's four pots with eight ping-pong balls. First one seated, so they go in the eight groups, and then the three teams that follow are broken up according to geography, so that the U.S. can't play a team like Mexico that they've yep. already played in qualifying. Um, two European teams can be in a group as they are in the U.S.'s group, but that's sort of the max. Otherwise, you're playing people from all over the world. And that's because too, like certain continents get a certain amount of yeah. teams. So like Africa only gets four teams five max, teams, or yeah. five teams now. Yes, and it's, it's you know it, it, they've changed that. In recent, you know, sometimes based on just, the quality yeah, of quality, what's yeah. available. Yeah. So, in, in some ways, which is cool, is whereas you know, there's a huge USA Mexico rivalry during qualifying. But in a lot of people's minds, you know what's at a funny? Point, you Random, like the, like the NBA should have this, like the East and West of Conference. Yeah, <laughs> the West is only so much only, only only four teams with the East <laughs> in the playoffs. That's you know that is that. an That's awesome idea. idea. By the way, something that I started working on and uh, we'll have it for you in the coming days. Be on the lookout for it on NFL.com. I think inspired by the World Cup and to some degree the original six days of the NHL that, that uh, lasted for a, for a quarter century in the mid twentieth century, um, I, so I I decided let's see if the NFL was like the World Cup, which is to say all of the players leave their club affiliations to return to the homeland. What if all NFL players returned to their homeland and had to play for their region in the U.S. And so we printed all that with wow. very interesting results, and I'm putting it all together for you. But as you would imagine, the Texas teams, Dallas and Houston will be good. The Miami team will be good and some other interesting tidbits for you. So that'll uh, that'll happen. But, yeah, I love – listen, the thing I say about soccer is I wish so many elements of it could be brought into American sports. Now, Champion League, the Champions Tournament thing – is one of the coolest things, if not the coolest thing, in sports. But you couldn't do that because what sport in the U.S.? I guess basketball would maybe work. But, I mean, you know, the NBA champ would 
shame any other nations or whatever any other basketball they used league. to do that back in the day remember that and they would have the nba title nba champion would go play the european champion that's all so. i mean it's kind of, you know it's only a two uh team event yeah. but that's where the super bowl came from was an nfl versus afl thing and as i've always said if the usfl would have lasted for a few more years you would have eventually had the nfl play the usfl and that would have been fascinating stuff that's what champions league is and then in the english premier league there's just nothing cooler than relegation that you can i mean and if you're going to have a non-salary capped league, then you should have relegation. I'm all for it, by the way. If you're a capped league, then it's, you know, then, then, then you know, that's, uh, I find that, by the way, generally unsatisfying. I love Major League Baseball's inequity. People complain about that, but as I've said a million times, and I'll say it for the million and first here, I love that the Yankees exist and the Dodgers, that these evil empires who just spend whatever they want to spend. Yes, that's what's fun. That, what would Star Wars be without Darth Vader? It, it, it's not scary if your foe doesn't have an advantage in uh, you know going for him. I love that. EPL, same thing. I would be all for And I've rooted for a bum baseball team for 20 years, the Pirates. I'd be cool with at the end of the yeah. season, like, we can't lose this one because if we do, then the Royals will jump us <laughs> in the standings and we get relegated and we get jumped Kaufman, by Toledo. Kauffman Stadium would be bouncing for that i mean my local team in when i was living in over in england my local team in london it's a team called brentford tiny team family owned um you can buy a share in it if you want we've got like a pub on each corner of the ground it's just a good time but we're not much on the field but um this past year we got promoted so we're now one step away from the premier league and if we got there it would just be insane like david and goliath stories every single week i mean we average probably six thousand fans a game um so yeah, I'm with you on on relegation, but I think also sort of the other side of that coin, promotion is so much fun. I love the idea too. Talking to Handsome Hank, who, uh, by the way, we were remiss. Muzzle tough to Handsome Hank. He has yeah. a uh, a new member of his brood now, um, and we'll talk to him about it next time he comes in here. But he told me that something I didn't realize. I just assumed there's a major league and then there's a minor league, and maybe another. He said some teams that were once in the Premier League have fallen not just All one level, down. but they've fallen three or four oh, or yeah. five levels down and can never escape there. You can go way down the totem pole. Yeah. I love that. We uh, yeah. Imagine if the Kansas City Royals were in uh, in single A ball right now. That That's the equivalent of that. Well, what's fun also is that like you sort of get like those major league baseball pitchers who can't hang on anymore but really want to play baseball, and so they'll play like single A ball in Temecula mm-hmm. or something like that. You get those players who were once great soccer players who are now playing in like random village teams um you know the uh the team i work for in england we were playing a, a preseason friendly we we're playing against you know some guy who used to be an absolute star and it's just surreal to see them now like at 45 hunched over like sweating out beer it's hmm. just it's a good time to see it be a what is the thing. uh then we're moving on to black ties but i what really is the... wish i had my inception horn right now yeah. just wait i want to hear about i just want to hear about when you get back to the world cup guys. i want to get excited. to the world cup but one question is about that because we because uh a little while ago you said josie out the door isn't that young anymore what the finds that what is the what's the prime for a soccer player i think it just depends on your position i mean for a lot of play, it, it's also person to person obviously for a goalkeeper you can be in your prime when you you're late 30s, 40s, really. 40s but I mean, you're not but but it seems to me based on the cuts i see and they they'll cut certain guys because he's not ready yet but he's in his early 20s is it like you you don't peak until you're in your late 20s yeah, kind mean, of thing it depends like there's a lot of players like you take michael owen for instance who is you know in the 
late 90s, 1998 World Cup. He was 18 years old. He scored this phenomenal goal for England against Argentina. People hailed him as you know the next, the next great, great striker, not just in England but around the world. And by his mid 20s. People already had written him off. Hmm. We had a so, bunch of injuries, too, that you know sure. he had to deal with, and that always comes into play. Like, I mean, Ronaldo, for example, the first original Ronaldo, injuries aside, probably could have gone down as the greatest player to ever play. But then hmm. injuries hit him, and I mean, he's still probably top five. In most is he of the one books. who got fat? He is the one who got yeah. a little I bit I remember big. him getting yeah. fat and Poor thinking, how, is, how could you be that that's fat? My favorite, that's my favorite part of players turning like 30, 35. Yep. It's like they start to put on the extra baby little, fat, yep. and Every tabloid just like because they all take their shirts off after the game and like yeah these guys, these dudes still look better than all of us yeah. and like look he's got man boobs yeah. all right let's all right. Uh, d- yeah do uh, real thing. quick just uh, just to recap that first question about twenty minutes ago this is the Dream World Cup final oh, yeah. I would go with Portugal and Argentina if that's possible and the reason being I don't love watching Argentina play being once again being a Nigerian soccer fan I've you know we've come a, come up against like Argentina way too many times in the World Cup for my liking. This will be the third time we're playing them in a group stage. We played them in '94 and 2002, um, but they do have those two. That matchup will feature the two top two players in the world. You have Ronaldo and you have Messi, and that for me, being a Ronaldo fan, Ronaldo's always performed well. He's performed way more than than Messi has on the international stage. If that happened and Portugal won, that would be that would be my. Uh, they win an argument for who's, for who the better player is, and I will still give Messi the edge a little bit because he is pretty phenomenal. But Ronaldo isn't far off. If he won that battle, then that would be my you know that would be my argument for why he is at least as good as Messi. So it, that would be a. And what's final. great about it was like you remember in uh, I think it was two thousand one maybe when the Lakers played the Sixers in the NBA Finals. You had Kobe yep. and AI going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It was almost like no one else was on the court. Shaq um, had a big series too, but yeah, on, yeah as far yeah. as perimeter, yeah. And I just feel like there's there's sort of parallels with that because yeah. like Ronaldo had to beat uh, Portugal had to beat Sweden to get to the World Cup, so it was Ronaldo against Latan Ibrahimovic. Yep, so a lot that of people was, think that was pretty epic. Is the most electrifying you know soccer player in the world. He just is he's a genius. He's an absolute genius. Things. Is Latan? He's one of those guys who's just too good for his own good. Sometimes he just doesn't put in the effort, but he's like it's natural to him. He's. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a. Of a NFL a parallel. parallel, but it's so tough. But like, like football is a sport that you can't you can't take it easy. Football being NFL, you can't take it easy. You have to go full speed for, for the most part. So it's hard to Randy find a parallel. Moss. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe. Concern. What about Messi? Is he the best? Because I hear that talk. Is he the best ever? Oh, let's get to this question. Actually, okay, then, right. we'll, we'll I like your. I, I think this is a fun question. I would be inclined, not knowing, I would say Messi versus uh, uh, Ronaldo, or, or uh, uh, Ronaldo, yep. Ronaldo would be the best one. But then I like what the I like what the gold standards talking about the U.S. versus uh, the England. I always thought England was so good, but they never go anywhere. They're the, yeah. they're the Cowboys, and we'll get to that later. But real quick, the next question here: Why not though, Russia? Is... Are they good at soccer? No, I mean, are they when, even in it? But yeah, they're in it. When, when they pulled the USSR together. And when it was like the Soviet team, they're actually quite good. Um, but you know, ever since then, I love that we bring Go Standard in here for a soccer podcast, but he's also breaking out the history of the world. I love you know, it. I want to hear about that. Well, so who's the who's the so I say the Yankees or the team everybody hates and whatever. Who's that? who's who's the we'll, we'll, we'll what nation? That. All right, let's do that right now. Right, since you're ready to get into that, all right, let's all play. Right. It's a little little match game. So you want to know most who's hated who. nation in the field? Yes. Huh. That's a tough one because it's so it's so Germany, on where you right? Are. Don't people always seem to people love, cast them as the villain? People love Germany now, though. Germany now is pretty. It's they're this pretty new sexy. Germany. It's this new yeah, Germany it's of new techno. Germany. 
and huh. public transportation and clean streets. I like their uniforms. Sausages. They have the black with the uh, with Get the hints of orange here. and yeah. uh, well, yellow. Actually, it's nice. It's interesting. The biggest uh, one of the biggest pieces of news prior to the World Cup, before there was anything to get excited about, um, was that Germany was going to have to play in white shorts. They're almost always white shirts, black Black shorts. shorts, yeah. Because of this new rule, because they don't want the referees to get confused if there's a team with a black shirt, Mm -hmm. you know, and they see Germany's black shorts instead. They want them to all be sort of monochromatic, which is cool. Um, I mean, it's it's cool to sort of change things up. I think it sucks that, like, you end up losing a lot of those iconic color clashes. I know Mm -hmm. you're the uniform guy, so. I know, and I will weigh in That was part of your your study research practice. Because what if the Steelers had to play in white? You know, white pants with the white aways. Right. That wouldn't be nice. No, it wouldn't be. And uh, I will tell you, though, your best uniform is, get ready, the Netherlands. That's the best kit? Yeah. The Netherlands? That's right. People like do that. like it. That's nice. People you don't do love like that? I love it's that. Solid. orange. It's terrific. It's I also solid. like, you know what else is cool? I, uh, by the way, I like, I don't know what the U.S. is wearing. I, I get confused by what that, but they have cool uniforms sometimes. But England, I like uh, England's look there. It's so clean looking. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like. On a professional athlete, it looks really nice. But to justify paying eighty dollars for what's a white T-shirt, basically, that's going to look kind of schlubby on me. Ah, uh, it's hard. Yeah. You know, so on a, on a marketing and retail side. Then again, I, I you know what I do. I do have respect for ones that endure, and I know that they tweak it sometimes. But I like Brazil's. I like that mm-hmm. uh, that that's. Uh, you know, I obviously don't know very much about it about the sport, and yet I can see from. Right. Uh, a mile away that that's a Brazil shirt. I also now know what Argentina looks like. That's not too bad. The powder yeah, blue nice. with the with the vertical stripes. Uh, anyway, right. go Before ahead. I get to the next question, just quick shout out to you guys. Uh shout out first of all to Dennis Audi, who yeah. probably is the mm-hmm. is the reason why we're doing this podcast. Dennis Audi, big fan, listener of the NFL ATL and the DFP. Why do you say at, the ATL first instead of the DFP? Well, you always go, since it's sort of the DFP, you always go away, then home. Okay. Yeah, All right. exactly. Just curious. Nice. Yeah, it's, Good save. Either way. Um, so he uh, he's a big fan. He tweets at Zach and myself, you know, soccer-related tweets, and he wanted to see this podcast happen. He was all about it, and so big shout-out to him at Dennis Adi. And the people spoke. I We, we sort yeah, of kibitzed about in, it, yeah. and people weighed in with uh, great demand yeah. for this. Also, shout-out to at UK Endzone. It's the podcast, a show we've all been on. They wanted to be past. on this show they with you guys. Show. We weren't able to work that out just timing wise, but uh quick shout out to those guys and hopefully twenty eighteen, yeah. So hopefully, you know, Neil Dutton, you know, Thomas Moore and hopefully would uh, get to be on the show. I agree. Let's do us. this every four years. <laughs> no, Good stuff. Continue. All right, so the next question I had was uh top shout five players outs. doing to- shout outs on the middle of the show. <laughs> top five players to watch in this World Cup. And Dave, we're gonna start with you. Okay. And if yeah, let's do top five players to watch. Uh, the guy, well, I don't, I, can, I, I, I can't, I can't even crack wise because I can't think of his name. I'm thinking of the kid who went to DC. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Does Freddie Adu play soccer anymore? He's out of contract right now. He was actually playing in Brazil last year. Um, he's been all over the world. It's it's been a like horrendously mismanaged situation. Is he the biggest? Is he let's Jamarcus? Ru- is, I, I, I'm not going to. But is he Jamarcus right Russell? Uh, I think it's it's on a diff- It's like a different magnitude. It's crazy because like he was supposed. Jamar- it wasn't just you. He wasn't supposed to be was, good for a U.S. player. You're supposed to be a great player. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he started at 14. And, and, what's, yeah. and what's crazy is he scored six goals and had five assists in his first season at 14 in yep. a professional league. That's absurd. Yep. Imagine some kid coming into the NBA putting up, you know, 10 and yeah, 5 and great. 5, and it would be ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk a do. Yeah. I say 
I well, I mean, listen. Who cares what I think? Name five players playing in the World Cup. Of course I can. Go ahead. Of course I can. Name five right now. I'm not playing a game. I've already named five. <laughs> I've already named five. Okay, Ronaldo. Okay. Kaká. Okay. Well, he's not playing. He's not playing, but that was impressive. No. Uh, I'll give you that. Um. Well, I, obviously Messi. Okay, that's two. Altidore. Three. Howard. Four. Just naming the names. Well, you can't, you can't name it another it. American. You have one more. You cannot name another American. You name uh, two. I can picture the face of the. The guy who's supposed to be good, uh, who's who's the best English player, best goal scorer. Okay, yeah. I can f- see his face. He yep. does not look like he'd scary be a great soccer to, player. Scary face to look at, but yeah. He, uh, not Hugh. I'll give you the first name. Wayne. Go. Wayne Rooney. There Ooh, we go. Yeah. There scary go. face to think of, but uh, it's a good one. All right, Zach, what about you? Top five players to watch in the World Cup. All right. Um, so these don't have to be the five best, just five no, most interesting. Yeah, you're looking forward to in a while, yeah. Okay. I'd say Neymar number one. Okay. He's sort of the poster boy. How of the could cup. I have forgotten Neymar? Yeah. yeah, we just told you about him. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being the, the poster boy of the cup, trying to have that coming out party. But I think uh, Eden Hazard, number two, Belgian winger, who's, I think, uh, even though he has a massive hype, hype machine behind him, I think people still see him as potentially underrated, and this will be a nice stage for him to sort of perform on because he's got such a talented cohort, and he's got a pretty easy group. Um, they have South Korea, Algeria, what's the last team? Russia. Um so yeah, he should be able to. to and and just to go back, back, I know we, I know you're in the middle of this, sure. but is it? I mean, is it just crazy to to me? I know nothing, and yet I do know Portugal and Germany are both really high end teams. They're like top ten I, I don't, global I don't, teams. Yeah. How did they wind up in the same thing? It does seem. Uh, I mean, that, that's got to be the toughest group, it, well, right? Yeah, that's I mean, the worst one. Yeah, I, th- I think I think there's a there's a claim to be made on the there's a group that has Netherlands, Spain. Chile and Australia, and so poor Australia. I don't know. I, Australia stinks, don't yeah, they? But was, but I do know Chile is supposed to be good. They're quite good, and Netherlands and Spain were in the final of the last World Cup together. So that's a pretty good group. Holy too. hell! Yeah, that's... I mean, it, the imbalanced groups is sort of part of the cruel fate of going to the World Cup, and it's part of the fun too. Um, you just hope that you're not saddled with it. Sometimes it can be more fun to be saddled with it if you're a team like Australia. That, or I guess last time there was uh, North Korea was in a group with Brazil, Portugal. In Ivory Coast, and so they didn't have much of a prayer, you know, when they were there anyway. So it must just be kind of fun to meet these, sure, right. meet these guys anyway. Yeah, be like Chaminade, getting the, to yeah. see all the teams yeah. come and visit you for a little be bit. The yeah. Angola, yeah, get embarrassed by all the best. Yeah, exactly. lose to the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, right. but I think for the U.S. this time, I don't think it's as tough as a task as people are making out to be. I think it's hard still. I don't think that they're going to get out of the group necessarily. Two escape. I think it's but flat I out. I think it's escape. flat out impossible. Really? I think it's flat out impossible. I, I would say. Right now, I'm at 30%. And, be, and it's all because of the way in the sort of the order of the teams. They have Ghana first, which they're going to be hyped up for anyway. That You kind of have to view that as you the have final. To. If you, you have don't, to yeah. win that game. You have and to. if they win that game, you need one point from your next two games. You might be playing Portugal without Yeah, Ronaldo. I like where it's, your head's at. That's possible. right. This, this is the biggest game that they'll play. Right. They beat Ghana, then they're cooking with gas. Yeah. Exactly. So we'll we'll see. I don't know. But did I, you name all your guys? Your five? No, no. no you so didn't. Go ahead. Go, uh, let's see. Number three, probably Diego Costa, the guy we talked about who could knock his homeland out of the World Cup. Uh, I'd say Ronaldo. You have to put on there. Uh, Ronaldo slash Messi. I'm going to have them as one group because I think everyone's watching both in tandem, not just individually, but they want to see what the other one does if they can, you know, one up each other. I think Miroslav Klose is an interesting one. He's the striker for Germany. He's been scoring goals for over a decade now for them. He scored. Um, a Is ton he of tied for? Yes. Yeah, so, so that he's one under the World Cup record right okay. now. 
but he's tied. Um, basically, if he scores two more, he breaks the World Cup record. If he scores one more, he breaks the German goal-scoring record and the uh, German World Cup goal-scoring record. But this yep. guy's longevity is incredible. Since 2002, he's been you know the, the main striker for this team, and they haven't developed someone who could unseat him. And so. the striker is generally the fastest guy on your team? Yeah, and he's or is the midi? He's sort of... He, well, he, no, it depends on who you what what type of striker you're yeah. going for. You always, I, I mean, I grew up in an age where you sort of want to compliment him. You want yeah. to have like the speedy in between guy who can you know target. link up, and then you want to have your target for corners and long balls and all that stuff. So he's kind of like the bigger. He's more like it's almost like that. The sort of striker he is is almost like a center. You want to have a guy who can post up, who can you can get that you know, get that long ball placed on his chest first, and then sort of set things up, and then so you know. But it's Be amazing because you're right. He's defied eras. Like there's been yep. tr- every World Cup. There's a new trend with how you want to play your striker. Yep. He's played alone. He's played alongside someone. He's played ahead of someone. He's played behind someone. He's done it all. And yep. he hasn't really even modified his game. He's just sort of good at everything. The interesting thing about him is sort of to go with this cross cultural angle. I think to give you perspective on that, um, he is Polish. Um, like his dad played. For I ba- based on his name, I yeah, thought that sounds unusual so for German. He speaks Polish at home. He says, "Don't call me German. Call me European." Hmm. And this guy's the best goal scorer that's ever played for Germany. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, yep. just polyglot. Reminds me of Magneto, you know. But either way, random, yeah. random aside. Interesting. Uh, Should but, be his uh, nickname. What about yeah. you? What are your? Let me. Let uh, me top you. five for me. I'll run through these quick. Cause we're actually already at forty-five minutes, so you know all me right. on my I'm top forty-five. That's fine. I'm fascinated. But so um, all right. First off, for me, I'm not in any particular order. But uh, Balotelli, obviously, just in the polarizing figure that he is. Uh, Playing for Italy. That's another guy who's Ghanaian, right? Isn't he Ghanaian? Well, his, his parents are Ghanaian. He's ac- he's actually from Italy, but yeah. he didn't have Italian citizenship until he was like 18, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, so he's always interesting to watch. You know, has probably the best goal-scoring celebration I, in the past five years for, for me with his uh, Why Not Me shirt, you know, um, or Why Always Me shirt um, against Manchester hmm. United. Not a great goal because I was very sad when it happened, but <laughs> great celebration. So he's fun to watch. Rooney, because I've always, despite being a United fan, I've always thought Rooney was overrated. By the English media, the English media loves to pump up their team. They're, they are the Cowboys, essentially. And they, they believe, there's almost a sense of entitlement. It's like, oh, they should be great. They should be good. And Rooney has always been hyped since he first came on the scene, set 16 with Everton and whatnot. And I feel like this is, a, this, is, this is a stage right now. This is it. Like, he probably has passed his peak. But this is his World Cup where he can actually show. There's always that aura of, Rooney can become something great. Rooney, Rooney can be good. No, this is it right now. This is his stage. He has to either show How up. How old is he? Um, 30-ish? Yeah, I mean, getting up there, he was, eight, let's see, 16 when he came in, and that was 2004, was it? 28 right 28, now. Yeah. 28. So this is it for him. So I want to see what he what he's going to do. Although, I mean, to be fair, I don't I don't expect a ton out of England this, this World Cup, but we'll see. Really? So they're not uh, uh, considered top a, shelf well, anymore. Well, they've got a tough group, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, they've got Italy in their group, Uruguay, and then they have Costa Rica, who I think is, along with Croatia, the most underrated team in the field because they, they're in this group that's obviously, you know, for them, it's three tough games. So that yep. doesn't mean that, I mean, New Zealand last World Cup had a, t- had a tough group and yep. they were the only undefeated team at the you, World Cup. You know, so. you say Uruguay, and it always surprised me in Chile and stuff. So- those countries don't seem like they should be competitive to me. I, it doesn't seem like I, I'd be kind of mad if I if if I were Brazil and I lost to Uruguay. No, the, the population of Uruguay is like three million yep. people, and yeah. they've won two World Cups, and they were. In the it makes no sense to me. Yep. What would happen if South America played Europe in soccer? The Ooh, best players from call. the two. That's a good call. That's a great call. I, it's tough to it's say. It's tough. I would go with South America. 
We should make this happen. Because that would make that would really. They do all these. They carve them up in every way: clubs and nations and Champions League and all that. Why don't they do? That team will be mostly Brazil, Argentina, and Uruguay, right? Yeah, I'd say, I mean, we'll be, then you have like Falcao from Colombia. Yep. I mean, you oh, do yeah, have like Colombia. certain players there, around, sure. around the country. If we, you know what, as a nation, to make ourselves feel better about our place in the world in soccer, what we should do is we should do the continents because we wouldn't, we'd felt at worst be middle of the pack. We would definitely beat Antarctica. We'd beat Australia. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Would yeah. Asia be competitive well, with us? That's could, three. Think, no, Asia definitely we, will be competitive. We, but we could take Asia. I think we'd. I think if we do yeah. that, then we're at least we're we're above at least three yeah, continents. You've got you've got sort of the block of Europe, South America, and then the the three of uh, North America. Asia and Africa. We have to unite all... with our Mexican and Canadian brothers and yeah. the, and uh, defeat the rest of the world. By the way, I floated out the idea the other day. We'll get to that on the next podcast, and I'll give you the results of this. But I floated out online on Twitter the other day. Um, if we had to, as a nation, give up either Canada or Mexico and all that comes with it, good and bad, yeah. which would it be? The response was was compelling. Yeah, a lot of people, but we'll get into yeah. that later, but I thought that was a, a fun All right, tidbit. real quick, Go next ahead. on my list, Neymar, obviously, because he's, like, again, the chosen one. This is his coming out party officially. He's the host, everything. He's got to step up, so it'll be fun to watch him play. I, li- I like watching Hoga Benito, and that's that's his style. That's his flair. And uh, Hoga Benito, by the way, stands for, is it Play beautiful. Play beautiful yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, Ronaldo, obviously, big fan. Um, this is this is a tournament which, like LeBron in the finals right now, which start later today here on Thursday. LeBron could really. I expect the Spurs to win, but if LeBron wants to definitely be in that conversation where it's only him and MJ, no one else. It's I'm officially me or MJ. He's got to win this. Got to win this title. He can, and a, um, that's how I see Neymar right now. I mean, that's how I see Ronaldo right now. If he wants to be as definitely be as good as Messi. Probably better. He needs to perform this. World and is Neymar capable of putting himself into the conversation with, not a, yet. with a winner? Is he not, not yet? Enough? But he can definitely solidify all the hype. Warrant all the hype. That he's, he's only twenty-two with. years of age. Yeah, and he, we've known about him for like five, six years now. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. Next up and last on my list, Yanuzai, who uh, he's a little known. Well, not little known now. He had a sort of a breakout season for Manchester United this year, Belgian kid. He could have played for tons of countries himself. He could have played for England, I believe, as well. Yeah, um, he's he playing for Belgium. He, you know, he, it's going to be tough for him to crack the starting eleven. But I feel like he might be one of those guys who comes on in like maybe the second game or so, and just you know, you know, makes a couple of things happen, and then starts starts from that point on. So yeah. I, you know, I keep an eye on Giannis eye for for Belgium. So, all right, cool. And uh, just to wrap it up here, just some quick, uh, just some quick questions here for Dave. I want to see if you want to play this game with us here, Dave. I want you to nominate. Some NFL players that. You All right, think. I'll do that. But first, we have to do a special edition. I feel it's one of our favorite games, Gold Standard, here on the on the DDFP. Is uh, has Black Tie seen it? He fancies himself as a movie aficionado, nice. and yet he's only seen four total like said, movies in his life. It's a soccer I feel, edition. I feel like I feel like this is a podcast for me to pull back the curtain a little bit on that too. Like again, we're showing off our international like roots here. Again, I grew up in Nigeria. Okay, so to assume that. The media and movies is the same thing that you guys grew up with here. Is you know you got bit, all the movies we I sent you. I got a you. decent amount. We sent them all over <laughs> to you, and you didn't watch them. But I was out there playing soccer, playing basketball, or doing stuff. You know, so I'm not gonna. There are a lot of movies I definitely do want to go back to watch. Sloth like, like Americans, like and myself, spent our youth in front of the but, TV. Shame on you for not doing the but, same. But you know, I have a lot of stuff to do, so I'll get to them eventually. All but right, yeah, go ahead. All your big setup there. It leads me to this: a soccer one. 
It's one of my favorites. One of my favorite sports movies ever. Sly Stallone, Michael Caine, Equal, Solid Gold. Victory is the name of the movie. Gold Standard, I start with you, has Black Tie seen the 19, I'm going to say 1981, 1982 classic about WW2 POWs, uh, the allied fellas getting together and playing the mighty uh, Nazi scourge in Berlin, I believe. I would wager a lot of sandwiches that this man has not seen that movie. I'm going to say no on uh, Victory there's as well. No, there's not even a question. You haven't seen that Sly movie. Sly Stallone gets inserted. I'm not going to – it's not a spoiler alert, but he gets inserted into, into goal, even though he's never played soccer. He has to play against the- – <laughs> that's a great movie. And help them – but he's – the reason he's inserted there is because he is leading the escape plot. From right. Berlin, so he has to be a member of the team, and it right. leads to uh, to high drama. Anyway, and, and it's, Pe- Pele and Bobby Moore are in this movie, like two of like the titans of soccer history. That's right. Are, are, are alongside Sylvester Stallone, and well, even better, Michael Caine's and 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 Michael Caine's bosoms. Uh, they they're, they're running free on the field there on the pitch <laughs> in this movie. He's he, we're supposed to buy Michael Caine, even in whatever it is, 1981, which is now 30 some years ago. He looked like he was about 62 years old when yeah. they were making that movie. I love the idea of that. Anyway, I say no as well. Black Tie hasn't seen it. Black Tie, lay it on us. All right, guys. As you guys know, it's 1981. It's a sports movie. That's like two. Oh, yeah, two strikes, movie. you know, right. and so definitely I have not seen it. Although just listening to you know the Sly Stallone and Michael Caine talk, I feel like I have now. You guys just broke it down pretty. No, good you want to see it? You want to? You, you want to take this one uh, in? Max von Sydow plays a Nazi officer, and Pele scores a uh, a bicycle kick. You know, that was yeah. that's the over the header kind yeah, of yeah. jazz. Oh, speaking of, and he loves it so much. He, von Sydow, even though he's sitting around his uh, his colleagues in in the Nazi officer uniform, he's surrounded by them. He can't help himself. He loves the beautiful game too much. <laughs> he stands up and gives a standing ovation. And as uh, we've laughed about in the past, uh, probably they don't show the scene, but he probably is promptly executed after that. <laughs> you're, just, you're standing up to cheer that guy. Yeah, well, that's, that's not the, gonna that's not gonna jibe for yeah, us. But that's the ephemeral, overwhelming power of sport. All right. Anyway, back to your game. I love how on a World Cup podcast we're even getting more niche here. Yeah. All right, you just know, go break, ahead. Breaking down 1981 soccer movies. <laughs> All right. Um, well, it always quick, happens. We, we, I don't we, care what we're talking about. I'm going to get off track. We do have to wrap here. I just want another shout-out. Quick shout-out to NFL.com's Pat Crawley yeah. and Jim Rhino. They're actually putting together work. And Alex Jorick as well. They're working on a great photo gallery, which essentially lays out World Cup teams and their NFL counterparts. So, hmm. like right. we said, the, the Cowboys, definitely, definitely the definitely the, England. The, Definitely England. By the um, way, do we call all the teams? Do all the teams? I feel like I've heard, and it feels. They have, do they have mascots? Is that yeah, it feels that? phony to me when I hear them call the U.S. team the Eagles. It feels oh, yeah, hokey. No, yeah, I think now over time we've become the Yanks, which I think is fine. Yeah, the Yankees is way better. We should definitely be the. the Yan- like I've been called Yank, like instead of names. That's what people internationally say. Yeah. Oh, you, you, oh, you a Yank? Yank. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Nobody ever. The Eagles is lame. I mean, there are a few like England Lions. England yeah, the Lions, okay, the right. Lions. Italy um, has something, right? The Azzurri. The, yeah. What are they? The Azzurri. The like, Azzurri, right. Yeah. Yeah. For I, blue. I, I like the the African teams who have like the Cameroonian next level Lions one. as yeah. well. Yeah. Super Eagles, Nigeria. Super Eagles, you have the Indomitable Lions. Cameroon, mm-hmm. you have the... I love that. Yeah, yeah there's just all these it's, crazy names. Yeah. Eagles is just a force thing. Ghana is the Black Stars, right? Yeah, the Black yeah. Stars, yeah. The, Random note about me. For some reason, all the countries or schools have, have played athletically in. All Eagles. Just all Eagles. That's the only mask I've known. 
Algeria. I don't know. The eagles have a nice one. They're the fennec foxes. Oh man, very That's, nice. All right, go yeah, ahead. So, should, so the Cowboys are England for NFL teams. They should add a little adjective on the front name of their mascot. Yeah, you see a lot more of that in college sports. The running the rebels, choking yeah. cowboys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, last question here before we wrap real quick. If you had to visit one World Cup country, mm. what would that be? That you haven't been to yet, what would that be? A team that is, I mean, oh, okay, yeah. you're not saying a site. Like, do I want to go to Qatar in exactly. a few years? Is that where it is, Qatar? Is that the place uh, that's getting? Russia's the next one, but then Qatar. Qatar Both equally. Apparently, oh, yeah, Qatar. Yes. That's terrible. Why no, not do it where the, where you get when you turn it on and it just it, it comes through the screen that it's it's a little overcast and there's a nice crisp air there and you feel the passion from the from the attending crowd. That's that's wonderful stuff for somebody like me. I can sit down, flip it on. If I flip on early on a Saturday morning an English premier game, I kind of get sucked into it just because uh, I'm an esteet. Yeah, I love I love how that feels. It's not going to feel that way out in the blazing heat of Qatar. I don't feel like it's going to yeah. in Russia. I don't know. Anyway, land I haven't been to. I'd love to go to um, uh, Brazil. I'd li- I've never been to Brazil. I'd I'd be fascinated to get down to Let's Rio. Flip that aside, how many World Cup countries have you been to actually? I've been around a lot of Europe, so yeah. I w- yeah, I've been to most of those countries, although never to Belgium. And I hear that that's the nice. real jewel of, yeah. of Europe, mm-hmm. too. It's maybe the that Bruges is, I know from insiders, say that that's perhaps the loveliest city in all of Europe. So maybe Belgium would be in there, mm-hmm. too. And as you may or may not know, one of my passions is beer. So uh, that uh, if they serve that there, then I might drink that. I think you might be in luck. Yeah. So what's your answer to that one, uh, Gold Standard? Oof, that's so tough. There's a few. I, I mean, there are a lot more. You know what's funny? There are a lot more I wouldn't want to visit than I would. <laughs> I was gonna say I'd like to go to Iran. Yeah, I don't think they'd be. Very I have no wanderlust left in my bones. <laughs> it's 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 gone. I have no interest in, in in long trips to anywhere. Although if I could go to sleep and wake up, I would like to see Australia too because people rave about that. Actually, New Zealand because I like the Lord of the Rings pictures. It seems beautiful. All I right. do want to go to some Asian countries simply because of their their toilet technology. Oh yeah, that's mm. far out of. You haven't lived than... until you've had a Japanese oh. jet stream, my friend. <laughs> oh, oh man, really? Life. Yeah, it's life changing. Are you going to name a, a nation? Or are you just going to swoon uh, over I, the... Well, I'm sorry, I was lost in dreams of uh, toiletry. Um, I think I'd have to pick South Korea, actually. Interesting. I'd like to go to South Korea. That'd fun, be nice. fun. Uh, which no, have you been you. to? Uh, you name a few that you've been to? Sure, uh, yeah. Uh, I've been to Japan. Um, nice. Let's see. I'll go to Australia, Belgium, nice. uh, England, obviously, France, Germany. Austria is right. Kind of West, Austria is in this? Or uh, no? no, no, they're not. Australia. Australia, um, yep. Pretty much Western Europe's taken care of, but uh, not outside. Outside of that, not many. Um, yeah, France is a grand land, obviously, and so is Italy. And uh, neither of those are revelations to anybody. Yeah. But the thing about France is it has range. You know, people always associate France with Paris, yeah, right. and they're very. De- those are not exactly the same. If you only see Paris, I don't think you can say I have a sense of what France is. They're, those are different places in Italy from south up to the north. Those are different places right. as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, obviously. <laughs> hey, guess what, everybody? <laughs> Dave, the travel guide, says Italy and France are nice places to go. Hmm. Anyway, continue, Black Tie. Your, your vote. Yeah, here. my vote. I'd probably say France and Belgium, which I should have been to by now because I do have a sister that lived in France for two years and never visited 
because I was out here working. You know, I don't, I can't take You're enough vacation. Grind. I'm always working. You know, I need to take more vacation. Also, I do have a sister who lived in uh, Brussels and in, in Belgium for so two nice. years as well. Mm. Again, did not take vacation to go see her. You see, because I'm always in here, Studio Sixty Six, working. Um, you're always on vacation, and yet you didn't go to see them, and you're never here producing the show, or rarely. Where do you go? What a mystery, Black Tie. I have is. been to Mexico. That's true. That's where he's um, been. That's where the shout out originated. Me and Tony from. Roma. Mm. Yep. Um, been to Germany for a little bit of time. Obviously, grew up in Nigeria, like have I said. Have you been to Iran? I have not. Okay. Been to Italy. Been in Rome. You actually would like to go to Iran? I'd like to go. I had a, I have a, a great deal of, of Persian friends. I've I've picked up some slang words, some curse words, and a great deal of gastronomy over the years. So really, I'd like to I have, have see. I don't have a vision. I guess that makes me a xenophobe on some yeah. level. That I feel like I would not. I'd be uncomfortable. Well, I don't. Know. I don't think I would be attacked I'd or like anything. It's go, not fear that yeah. people would take me down because I'm an American. I rather. I just feel like. Based on the architecture, I wouldn't be struck by that. I, just, I, I wouldn't like the weather. Yeah. The food, I might like, oh, but I'm not sure. you got to have some tadig in, uh, in Tehran. I've heard that's all the Raj. Um, <laughs> I, I really do. <laughs> all the Raj. All the Raj. I, I love that. I that really... needs to be an NFL phrase. It sounds like we're we'll paying up. tribute to the commissioner. All the <laughs> all Raj. The Raj. Um, yeah, no, I... I I could think of worse places to go than Iran for sure. Well, but, I could, but yeah. well, <laughs> well that's I certainly know. high praise. Yeah, I can yeah. think of worse places to go. <laughs> all right, like Detroit. No, oh, that's, right. I can't. That's, that's all we got. Okay, that's a terrible joke. I, 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 I like my one visit to Detroit. I don't know why it's just yeah. become. To save you although you know what, I like. You know why I, I do that because I grew up hearing the same joke about like, well, it's better than being in Pittsburgh. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, People sure. always, in movies and TV shows. Pittsburgh was a punchline, and then I feel like in the '90s, Cleveland replaced yeah. it, and now Detroit has taken see, over. It formed a shell. It's nice. It's crystallized, and, and you've turned it into a beautiful thing. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Well, it started out as a negative. It's, I. Turned on its ear. Like, and and like, I now it's like use Batman, it. It's all like Batman our... begins all over again. You know, it really is. Yeah, Sheckman. Shout out to our Iranian listeners. I'm sorry. All right, listen. We can't wrap it up, Black Tie. I mean, what kind of show do you think you're doing here? We are not saying goodbye. You didn't even make a pick. You didn't do anything. Right, I don't know what. Oh, this this is what people want to wrap it up, and that's where we make our pick. That's all where right. we tell me. So wait, there's we, a do given... me the semifinals. Give me that. I think oh, well, the, the final four. It's tough because you don't know who's playing who yet in the knockout round. But we could give you four teams. I'd say, I'd right. say the final four. four teams that we think could win it. I'd say we both think Brazil's on there, right? Definitely. Spain. That would be Definitely. fun. I think you root although, for the home team because it'll I'm be fun to see them. I'm Spain as most people are. I just, something about Spain and the way they played. That's it does, fair. Like, you know, the the, uh, the lack of, you know, out-and-out strikers. And it's sure. it's it's efficient, not as sexy as I like to Wait a second. Soccer. But I'm sorry to ask you the, the dumbest question no, no. of them all. Spain won it. Eight years ago or no, four so, years so ago? Spain four years. won it four years ago, but they've also sandwiched between that. They won two European yeah. championships, so they've been the best team in the world uh, probably for like. Yeah. So six Spain years. won the last one, and then the one before. Then like twelve years ago was Italy. No, that was sixteen years ago now. No, well, no, no two thousand six. Oh no, was, Italy, was right? Italy, yeah. And then Zinedine Zidane right, exactly. was twelve years ago. Well, uh, let's see, what is that now? It was nineteen ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. Wow. So and you should have won it in 06. Wow, yeah. that's crazy how long ago that was when yeah. Zinedine Zidane. But that was a wonderful atmosphere. I yeah. remember knowing nothing about it and and uh, finding it uh, just really satisfying to see the the throngs of people in Paris in the streets. Remember those shots waving yep. that glorious flag? Yep. That was a one. It was a, something out of a movie. How how uh, exciting that was. Who they beat? Brazil or Germany? Brazil, they were Brazil. Zero. Three zip. Four one. 
Oh, the Don. Oh, I thought it was uh, the Don with one, two goals, three, right? Yeah, and Trezeguet with uh, no, Emmanuel Petit. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Petit was a lot. Oh, yeah. That's right. So uh, well, okay, they also so, they also won the European title. The yeah, two in years after. Yep. Yeah, exactly. It's, that France. I mean, that's sort of the way soccer has this sort of dynastic cycle thing going on, where usually you can keep it together for yep. one cycle, maybe a half generation, of another. Yeah. But Spain, I mean, if they win two European championships, two World Cups, that, I, that I, could be the best cycle. You know, best cycle, but I still time. wouldn't take them as the best team. That's fair. I mean, I'll, people I'll people have. I mean, top definitely they're a top five there, team, they're, but they're, they're yeah, they're um, in there for sure. So Brazil, Spain, Germany is great. Always, I think people think this is a new sort of dawn for German football, and that this mm-hmm. could be the team that that brings them to uh, another World Cup. Um, I mean, your last team. That, it's like if you feel like it's those three, all right, then tell us three. who wins. I agree with those three, but I'm also gonna again. I'm gonna throw Portugal in there because again, right. they're a one man team, understandably, but they've 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 proven to be successful with that formula in, in you know sure, recent and tournaments. I, I like Argentina to be fair. Too. I do so too. It's it's like, them, get a, get a, you know, when last time we seen them really put it all together? That's and, the thing is we haven't seen it yet. But yeah, could we, that's but what could, I'm rooting totally for. Can. I mean, listen, it'd be fun for the U.S. to be good and all that, but. It, given again what I said about like, how fun it is, I mean, and the continental battles and everything, Brazil Argentina would oh, be would, would be, be wonderful. So huh? Brazil, the only time they previously hosted it was 1950, and sort of like the darkest day in Brazilian history, they say. But 1950, they they hosted the World Cup. They lost to Uruguay at home off of like a, a goalkeeper error, and it was just this horrible day. And so think their deepest darkest fear is that this is going to happen again and if it happened against argentina that's pretty much the only way it could get worse yep. sounds fun that's something to root for black tie um i would go for to win it all i i gotta go brazil i just think that you know it's something about being being the host nation i mean remember when south korea hosted um what was that oh two or oh six well korea, home teams yeah, that works yeah. home teams yeah. do yeah, well does, in sports yeah, it always it, matters it helps out and i think you yeah. know I think I think it's Brazil's turn to, to I think take that would back be fun. the trophy. Yeah. So who's your pick then, Gold Standard? So my my heart says Brazil because I'd like to see that all come together. I think Germany's going to do it. All right, I'm going to pick the U.S. of A. Why? Because I'm a patriot. Boom. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I have no idea. I don't. I wouldn't know anything if you well, haven't figured that out. If not this time, our our women play next year. Uh, they're they're going to take that, Dave. Don't I'm worry sorry. About it. I, the, Dave, we're going to do another one. Big one. fan of that. I won't Big be fan. tuned in for that one. But I, I'm pleased that I got to sit in here. We should, uh, we should do, uh, we haven't done a Land of the Fox in a while. We should do a Land of the Sp- Fox Sports Edition. Ah, yeah. all right. Okay. Um, we'll think about that. And uh, like I said, at the very top of the show, we'll be back with American-style pro football talk for you next week. But I feel this has been a uh, uh, a sublime success. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it as well. Yeah, I feel yeah. it was informative. Kudos to uh, the standard and yourself. It didn't evolve in. into, it didn't de- I hope, into complete rubbish where, you know, like, uh, here's why it's like pro football, American-style. I, 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 it was educational yeah. for me, at least. I now know a little bit about what to yeah. look for. You're going to watch some games this World Cup and actually know what you're doing. That's and exactly if, right. And if nothing else, Dave just used the word rubbish on air. So exactly. I'm turning into you. I'm in, I'm in good turning, form today. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I'm in top good line. Form. Top corner stuff right here, top guys. Drawer. Yeah. Top drawer. All right. Listen, let's get out <laughs> on the pitch. And, That's uh, no, random. That's another thing the soccer really has that no other sports has. The, the, the adjectives that the, you know, broadcasters use during the game. Great. Awesome. They, they, they use absolute top of the line. <laughs> 
I think pro football has a little something called elite. Don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, All right. So, listen, good stuff, fellas. Enjoy your World Cup, and uh, may all your dreams come true. Like I say, uh, gold standard. We're not going to see you very much of you for a little while here, but uh, your your presence will be missed, but you've certainly done gangbusters work here at the NFL and on the Around the League podcast. Make sure you give that a listen and uh, and subscribe to that. And, of course, the Dave Damashek football program available on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can always check it out at NFL.com slash Sheck. Black Has- time. Try to wrap it up here, please. Well, hashtag DDFP. Always chime in. Give oh, us your thoughts, DDFP. your comments on this podcast. If you want us to keep doing another, like, offbeat podcast, I don't think know. you want that. I don't think you want that feedback, Black Tie. You're far too fragile oh, to hear what the people might say here. I'm fragile not at all. Not at all. So let us know. Let us Go know watch Victory. Analysis. That's your homework. Go watch Victory. Not a chance. All right. Back, uh, back soon with football talk in the meantime. Thanks so much, football and football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com.